everyone. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of Irie Financial. Welcome to another episode of AdBits, where I will be sharing bits of knowledge about self-directed retirement. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of AdBits. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. Today's AdBits, I want to tackle the question of IRA versus 1031 like-kind exchange. So I get this question quite often from real estate investors saying, hey, when I sell an asset in my IRA, can I do a like-kind property? And I always chuckle and I say, guess what? You don't even need a 1031 exchange when you use an IRA to buy real estate. That is one of the advantages of using a self-directed IRA to buy real estate. The advantage, deferral, which is akin to the advantage and benefits of a like-kind exchange under section 1031 of the internal revenue code, which is deferral. So let's just jump into real quick what a 1031 exchange is for anyone out there that's just kind of unsure of the rules. And then we'll talk about how it equates to an IRA, some of the differences and some of the uses. So a like-kind exchange is basically a provision in the code under, again, section 1031 that allows you to exchange a like-kind asset and defer the tax. So there's three rules. First, the investment property that you purchase must be equal or greater value than the current property. You must use the gains from the previous property to purchase the new property. And the new property must be deemed a like-kind investment. So what's like-kind? Like-kind simply means replacing one type of investment with a similar type of investment. It does not have to be the exact same type of property, just has to be an investment property. For example, if you sell a multifamily property, you can buy any other type of real estate that is considered an investment, such as another multifamily, a retail property, a condo, and even a plot of land. One downfall of doing a 1031 is it's gotta be done in a certain time range. Number one, you have 45 days to identify a property. So it's called a 45 day identification period. Within the 45 days of selling your current property, you must identify the property or properties you wish to purchase during the exchange. And then 180 days, you have 180 days from the sale of your current property to close on the replacement property or properties. The three property rule, you can identify a maximum of three potential replacement properties. In this case, it does not matter what the fair market value of the properties are, except they can't be over 200%. And that 200% rule is that the number of replacement properties, as long as the total fair market value of what you identify is not greater than 200% of the fair market value of what was sold as relinquished property. So the basis, why do you do a 1031? I obviously you have a low basis. So let's say you bought your house or you bought a house can't be for uh, personal residences. So let's say you bought an investment property for a hundred thousand dollars in 1997. Now it's 2021. It's worth $5 million. And this happens, right? I have, I have friends in, in Miami, in Colorado, in California, in New York that have this issue, situation. Um, I was just actually talking to a neighbor of mine who she moved into my neighborhood in 1990. Four, she paid six hundred thousand dollars for a 
home, it's on the water, and it's worth $7 million now. Okay, so it's, it's a primary residence, so it may not help her, but let's say it was an investment property. She doesn't want to pay the tax on the gain, right? You pay tax on the difference between your basis, what you pay for it, and then what you sell it for, right? If it's a commercial investment property, you have depreciation and there's some something called depreciation recapture where you have to pay some ordinary income on what you depreciated. But in general terms, the gain is what you bought it for versus what you paid for it. So if you have a lot of built-in gain and you don't want to pay the tax, which if it's over a $650,000 capital gain, it could be up to 23% tax, 20% plus approximately a 3.8% Obamacare tax. So close to 24% plus state tax if you live in New York or California. So average about 30% on the gain. So if you want to defer that, what you can do is say, okay, my house or this investment property, I paid a hundred grand for it. It's now worth 4 million. What I'll do is I'll find a replacement property worth potentially 200% greater. So for potentially you know, 8 million bucks um, and have the ability to replace it and not pay tax. So even if you find something like a like property, another building equal to the same value, the $4 million, you don't pay tax. You exchange it, you find the property in 45 days, you replace it with 180 days and you defer the tax. So that's the game, right? With the 1031, it's all about deferral, letting the gain linger. Eventually the idea is you die, your heirs get a step up in basis and then they can sell it with no tax. We'll see what the Biden administration does with the step up in basis on the estate tax, but that's the game right now. Just defer, 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 exchange the property uh, and have your kids sell it uh, on your death with a step up basis and there's no tax. Um, so there's lots of famous real estate families have done this um, using 1031s to defer large amounts of gain and, and find replacement properties. So the beauty is with an IRA, you don't need to have this issue because there's no gain. It's all deferred. So if you buy a property in your IRA for $100,000 and you sell it for a million, all that gain is tax deferred. That $900,000 of gain is tax deferred. Okay, that is the beauty. So an IRA is, is actually essentially a like kind exchange in it in, in the essence of its um, its its goals and the essence of its creation is to defer. And that's what a 1031 exchange does. So anytime I, I speak to someone and they're telling me that they want to do 1031s in their IRA, I'm just like, hey, guess what? You don't need to do a 1031. The whole concept of an IRA is deferral. So you buy a property for 200, you sell it for 400, there's no tax. There's no ordinary income tax, there's no capital gains tax, there's nothing. That's the best 1031 you can get. Plus, you have no rules about like-kind properties, there's no 45-day rule, there's no 180-day rule, it's all deferred. So you can sell real estate and then buy Bitcoin or buy gold or buy another property. You're not tied into any like-kind rules and or any day range limits, you can wait 60 days to find a property, you can wait 200 days, whatever you want. So that is the huge advantage of using an IRA to buy real estate is you don't have to deal with any gains, ordinary income, short-term capital gains, long-term capital gains. Yes, you don't get deductions, you don't get expenses, you don't get depreciation, but on the flip side, you don't get tax, okay? So 
Uh, I know a lot of real estate investors uh, fought me on this and said, hey, it's better to pay personal funds. For real estate, you take advantage of losses, depreciation. That's a fair point in some, in some cases. But for people doing flips, for people that aren't doing sophisticated real estate transactions, deferral has a lot of value, especially if you're holding the asset less than 12 months and you're going to pay ordinary income tax rates on your gains. Being able to defer that is huge. Now, the only use that I've found uh, and, and really have had clients utilize a 1031 theme with an IRA is if the IRA has debt. So let's say you buy a piece of property, you put a hundred grand in, hundred grand debt, you buy a, a condo on the ocean um, and you, you're renting it out. And the way the UBTI or unrelated business taxable income tax works is that when you sell that asset and the debt is outstanding, you're going to pay up to 37% tax potentially on the sale. So what some people do is they will do a 1031 exchange. So there's actually no taxable event and then they will replace that property um, and not have uh, the taxation on the UBTI. Now you have to work with your lender depending on um, making sure that I guess on, on the replacement of this asset, um, you know, the, the debt gets paid off. Um, but generally, that's um, you know the way it works. So you you have to make sure that you have the potential to do that. Um, generally, it's not a problem because you sell the property, um, you get the cash, you pay the, the debt off, and then you have 45 days to find a new one. Um, there's no specific rules whether the 1031 gets avoids the UBTI tax. I've had clients do it and make the argument that because it's a 1031, it's a non-taxable event. So the application of the UBTI should not apply because it's not a taxable event. Um, but again, there's no specific guidance that I've seen that um, you know, has talked about the application of 1031 uh, on the UBTI tax. Um, so that's really the only um, utilization that I've discovered where the 1031 could benefit an IRA investor. Otherwise, there's no need for a 1031 because you don't pay tax, right? You can just buy and sell assets, stocks, any capital asset cryptos without having to worry about like-kind assets, 45 days, 180 day rules. Um, you don't have to take that into account. You can just transact uh, in high frequency and not have to worry about um, tax. Um, so there you go. Uh, I wanted to make that clarification. I get, I get a lot of these questions from real estate investors who are big 1031 um, proponents for, for good reason, right? It has a lot of value at 1031. If you are, um, you know, have have assets with large built-in gains over the years, it's a great way to defer the tax, sell the asset, and then buy a replacement property, potentially up to two hundred percent in value, and not pay tax. Right? It's huge. And then the game is, you know, you can you can take more debt out, strip the strip strip the debt out, use it, um, and then just wait it out, die, get a step up in basis, and then your kids could sell that asset with a higher basis. Uh, we'll see again, as I mentioned, what Biden administration does with step up in basis and estate tax. But as of now, uh, that strategy is still in play and a lot of real estate investors utilize it. But in the IRA setting, being able to defer tax, um, obviously, is, is value in a Roth IRA. The ability to exempt the IRA from tax you know, is even, even more exciting because you, know, you buy an asset for 200 grand, uh, you wait 30 years, it's worth $3 million dollars. Um, and now you, you sell it and you have $3 million tax-free in your IRA. Whereas if you did it personally, you'd pay long-term capital gains and potentially depreciation recapture um, as well, depending on how you, you um, treated that 
property from a tax standpoint. Yes, again, there's the 1031 example. You can then utilize the 1031 to defer any gains and, and buy a, another property uh, of equal or greater value. But um, that's that's kind of the play. Whereas with you have the IRA, you don't need the 1031 because you can just sell it. Don't worry about tax. You don't care about holding periods. You don't care about basis. You don't pair, care about built-in gains, ordinary income, capital gains, short-term capital gains, long-term capital gains. It's meaningless because it's all deferred or in the case of a Roth IRA, it's all tax-free growth. So uh, there you go. I hope uh, it's clarified the difference uh, for real estate investors of why you would do a 1031 uh, and then why using an IRA to buy real estate also has advantages and, and basically acts like a 1031 without uh, the 1031 rules. So. Hope you guys enjoy the podcast. I really appreciate you guys listening. Um, subscribe if you haven't. You can pick up um, my other two podcasts, Adam Talks each Wednesday and Ad Mail, which um, I we go through the best three questions of the week involving various self-directed retirement topics. So um, a lot of fun. Definitely suggest checking them out. Otherwise, hope you're enjoying your summer um, and uh, appreciate you guys spending some, some time with me. And uh, have a have a great rest of your week and talk to all you again next week. Mm-hmm.